Welcome back to Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. There's two hosts. I'm one host. My name's Kirk. And I'm Graham K. Boom. Two Boom. of us here. That's right. uh, this is Comedian's Guide to Autism. What's this podcast about, Graham? Who knows anymore? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a financial discussion for about 25 minutes. The, we could make it about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, the podcast is basically an excuse for Kirk to take a <laughs> two-hour uh, subway ride to my apartment Ugh, and then cavalcade com- of sadness over complain here. about it. <laughs> You're not wrong about for that. For the first half hour, he I gets here. I do complain here. a lot. When even though we can't record at his house, because <laughs> he doesn't have a place and he's staying on a nice ladies in a nice lady's spare room <laughs> that he knows from high school or something. Oh, it's bad. And Plus, he's got kids. You know, how weird is to stay with kids that uh, you don't love. <laughs> Where do dinosaurs come from, Uncle Kirk? I don't know. Google it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it's. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, and they must think it's weird. They must not be happy. <laughs> Trust me, they have their own version of that joke. We're like, is he your uncle? No, we don't know why he's here. Nobody knows. I think it's we a make a wish thing for an old man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dying. <laughs> he's just some sad middle-aged man. Oh, I think his whole family's dead, or someone. Oh, I don't know. Man. They're close. They're close. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. So. So the, the Kirk comes and he complains. It's not my fault that he has to take this long trip. But it's he definitely he not wants, your fault. He wants to load the guilt on me. Um. I just. I just see why your wife left you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, right off the top. Yeah. You know what it is? It's not the length of time. It's the transfers that kill me when you do that bus to train to train to bus. I know it stinks, and you're allowed to. You're allowed to. <laughs> You get allowed to complain, allowed to get it off your chest. I'm going to figure it out. I'm getting closer. Yeah. Today I took a car to go to mix it up a little bit. That didn't exactly work as planned. just cost me more, but still. It cost you more. took more time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I got here less stressed. I don't know if you could tell, but I was less upset. Okay. Uh, The last bus ride killed me last time. mm -hmm. I think I'm going to bring my car out. Yeah, okay. You're going to bring your car out because you live in a temporary place. Queens to Brooklyn is like... You're not going to live... You know, I mean, okay. I'm not going to live. Is there more to that sentence or am I dying? You're not no, you're live. doing great. But you're not going to live all the way out there. She lives all the way out there. She lives like not even off a of subway. No, no, it's deep, deep Queens. Uh, Hamptons. Deep, deep Queens. No, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's what Kirk complains about. And then we talk about autism for about five minutes and then <laughs> and then it's over. Um, but you did try and teach me some uh Give me some financial advice. Interest rates. We and try to talk teach about. me about interest rates. And you are a naturally. You are. You, you said I'm a. I'm a. I don't mind, Graham, explaining it over again because I don't understand anything uh, about numbers. And and, he's, and you are a good teacher. And I think one of the reasons why you're a good teacher is for the same reason I'm a good teacher, uh, is because we have uh, people with autism in our lives. Which Maybe. forces you to slow things down, forces you to take a step back, and forces you to um, attack explanations from a different angle. Now, m- my father did not pick any of that up. Uh, <laughs> That's but, a generational thing. Yeah. That generation is tough, man. <laughs> he stuck around, and he's still there, so uh, he gets full credit from me. Full credit. <laughs> no, he's a great man. Not a good teacher. Doesn't matter. He's not listening to this anyway. He, he does not know how to turn it on. <laughs> I think he listened to like the first like five, three episodes. He was like, it's too long. I'm I like, get it. It is a 25-minute podcast. <laughs> too long. This is a short podcast. This is the shortest. I don't know anybody shorter than this. There's no shorter podcast. He's like, 
too long. All well, right, a lot Dad. of jibber jabber to you too, huh? Can you sum it up in some uh, bullet points? <laughs> that man trying to teach me to drive stick was one of the worst things I've ever do- experienced in my life. <laughs> if you ever capture ISIS people, just put them in put them in a car with Dave K and have them don't explain how the to. Gears. Do- yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do it. You're riding the clutch. I don't know. And then there was like squeegee punks uh, at a stoplight. Oh boy. And then. I kept st- I stalled like six times in a row, and they're all watching and laughing. They're all like my age. They're halfway washing your windows, and then you can't drive off. Like, well, I live indoors. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're all laughing at me. Anyway, um, I do think that that plays a part in how you're more patient. In I don't how- feel very patient. Well, you're you are you were very patient with me. I asked what most people would think I'm dumb and wouldn't. I did think you were trolling me. I did ask you that. Yes, you're are like, you are you serious? I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're saying. Um, but you're very patient, and you you explained it again. I think has a lot to do with, like I said, um, they go into dad mode. Well, I think having a child with autism, you have to explain things. It forces you to to just slow down and and be really patient. I think main thing is just patience. It teaches you patience. You were patient with me. Most people wouldn't be. Um, send uh, send Graham your interest rate and uh, banking uh, notes of how to where a good place to learn that stuff would be. Yeah. I have just circumvented that problem uh, my whole life by just being heavily in debt. I was going to say and, by being poor. Yeah, you think not, it's a bad plan. <laughs> not working. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that if I don't have any money. Um, I'm not even sure you could take half of an air mattress. <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, doing better these days, which is good. So great. This apartment's beautiful. I got, you know, I'm on the up and up. Got a couple ducats in the bank. I don't know. I'm thinking of, I don't know. Anyway, I definitely am approaching middle age and I'm not prepared for retirement. Uh, please donate at <laughs> patreon.com slash autastic. Uh, safe and secure way to donate to this podcast. Um, anyway... Um. Well, so what's what's let's do a week in review. How about that? Sounds great. Yeah. So you're still. So what's what's what's, what's I with JJ? To my son this week. He uh the last time I talked to him, he, he could not eat his food fast enough. And it's funny because it's like he's not he's not missing any meals. So it's like I know I talk about this before, but it's funny how he has a hard time putting down the rice cakes. We moved on to the rice cakes. That's the newest. Thing. That's healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Eat as many of them as you want. Zero mm-hmm. calories. So uh, a lot of salt, not too much. No, now they make the salt free ones, too. Yeah. Okay. So he's pounding those. He's pounding those. And then uh, at the end of the call, we make him say uh, or I don't make him say I ask. I always say I love you. And I blow him a kiss. And so he usually blow me a kiss back and wave. And so now he's like trying to get through his food so fast. So he's like, kiss, wave, kiss. I, I haven't. Give me a minute. I haven't said goodbye yet. Talk to me for one minute. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just the call. The call is like a minute and a half or two minutes. It's like I'm not like hold him hostage for an hour. And he's like just trying to, just trying to pound that food and get to this. Okay, kiss goodbye, kiss goodbye. I need my food. I need my food. So it was. Uh, I know where I stand with that boy, but it was good. It was good. It is yeah. nice to see when I, he calls and I see what he's uh, what he's wearing. I'm like, I remember I bought that. That's uh, I bought that at uh, Uniqlo. Or I bought mm-hmm. that at that's Old Navy. Uh, that double X T-shirt. I remember that. So that makes me feel like involved in a weird way. No, I get that. I understand. I understand that. Also, you have to understand that. If he didn't have autism, he'd be away at university, probably. Still wouldn't take my calls. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my daughter's not autistic at all. Hard time getting her to return a text. She doesn't listen to this either, though, so I can say that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said off air she's coming around, though. 
feel like she's I feel like she's appreciating me more. I think it takes some independence and some go ahead do it. You kill it and then they like okay, well, yeah, he's not an idiot. Dad knows a few things. Yeah, so yeah, by the time I, I think when she's like 35, 40, she'll really appreciate me. So I got another t- 20 years. Great. <laughs> 20 years. 10, 12. How old is she? 22? 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is 40, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am a math guy. I do love math. Don't understand a word. I always love math. I can't. I, I, they, I basically graduated high school um, just out of charity. He's an excellent athlete. He's going to go pro. Just let him get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it is, it is parenting is a big thing, though. My dad is a numbers guy. And I remember since I was like eight, there's something called the rule of 72 that your money doubles. If you take 72 and you divide it by the interest rate, the result will tell you how long it takes for your money to double. So if like, take the rule of 72. So if you could pay, get 10% interest, your money doubles every seven years, 7.2. Hmm. If you get seven, in point, if you get 7% interest, your money would double every 10 years. So he had all these little like tricks and tools. I'm not kidding. I remember he used to quiz me on this stuff. Like when I was a kid, like a little kid, I was thinking about that. Like that was, and he's smart. He's never made any money and he always has money. He's always just good with money. Mm-hmm. You were making fun of me off air. Same thing. I never have any money, but I always like, you should start a podcast where you just teach people how to live off nothing <laughs> and fly around the world. I know. I fly around for free. I do Australia every year, Europe, Canada. Yeah, fly fly yeah. for free. Yeah. I just got back from Vancouver. That was great. Vancouver Yuck was great. It is a great club. Great club. How about your weekend review? What's going on with Peter? Oh, uh, Peter's Peter's same old. I think he's, you know, same upswing. Um, he's in a good mood. I think the meds are working. Um, what is he? Can you say what he's on, or is that? Uh... I have no idea. I can't. I, I should. Okay. I should probably ask. Um, so he he just sent a group email. Uh, do you you guys all remember Inspector Gadget? The, of course. Yeah, the cartoon. So uh, he wrote to my friend Andrew, his wife, and my other friend Mike. If you might remember that Mike and Andrew uh, hang out with him separately sometimes. The friends that he st- of yours he stole from high school that he stole. Yeah. And when I'm back in town, we all go out for for food. And he included the uh, Andrew's wife Shauna. And he just he just wrote in, in in an email to all of us. He goes, "Come in, mad agents. Mike, Andrew, Shauna, Graham, from Doctor Claw. Now that we are in connection with each other, get gadget. Yes, Doctor Claw. Ha 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 ha." Yes, don't fail me again. Yes, Doctor Claw. Ha 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 ha. Wait, but who is this from? Peter. Sure, he's a Doctor Claw three oh, times. Sorry. <laughs> and then my Mike wrote back, "Wowzers," which is what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wrote back, "Sorry, Doctor Claw." And then Peter wrote back, um, "Ha ha." And then Andrew wrote back, "I'll get you next time, gadget. Next time." So I think that's that's nice. That's like something. Nice. Sorry, that's something that like uh, we just bump knees, you and me. Uh, that's something that like autism does. That um, it brings people together. You know, like that. That's a fun thing that would never happen. Uh, four people in their mid thirties would not be emailing each other about <laughs> Inspector <Cartoons>. Gadget. This <laughs> <laughs> is Rick and Morty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it is funny though. Made like, me happy. I yeah. Just, after a show last night, I was down in the Greenwich Village, and it was like. And uh, somebody after the show is talking about her best friend who has a brother with autism. And it is interesting to hear other people's very, very similar takes and very similar lives, like the things they like. He mm-hmm. liked oatmeal 
some sort of oatmeal cookie. I can't remember what it was. That was like his his trigger. Do not mention these oatmeal cookies. So of course they do, just to mess with the uh, just to mess with the sister of the the, the man with autism. But uh, it is very interesting. It's very similar the fixation on certain specific things. Mm-hmm. Is he still in The Simpsons? Peter, I mean. No, he's moved on from The Simpsons, I think, because he's like doesn't understand the new ones. Right. So like the new ones means like the last 15, 18 years. He only un- understands the n- ones from the 90s. Yeah, the new ones aren't as good anyway. It's fun. Yeah, I think it just has good taste. And they don't play them anymore, the, the older ones. Right. But we do riff about it all the time. Like when, when we have like big peas, um, like he'll, he'll always... I'll, <laughs> it actually does make me laugh because there's an episode where Homer goes to New York and goes up the... The, the the twin towers. Mm. He's like, is there a bathroom around here? And the guy's like, twin towers, towers. And he has to go all the way up to the top tower. And then there's the bathroom's closed, so he has to go all the way down to the other tower to go to the bathroom. It's the only bathroom. And then he finally goes, and the whole city, he just all you hear is oh. And so my brother always goes when we're going to the when we're in like the house together and he, he goes to the bathroom he, he, <laughs> he, he, he always just goes oh. Oh. <laughs> legitimately is really funny <laughs> like, new, York, be- new york's a tough place to go to the bathroom i had three young kids uh last yesterday like running around the subway like where's the bathroom you had to tell them, there's no bathroom in the subway like a lot of subways there's no bathroom right it is funny i like you judge people i was like i'm for sure gonna get jumped and then like because they ran up to me like and there's three of them, and they're like my size. And he runs up wide-eyed, like, "Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> like, That's not what I thought he was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting jacked for sure. Nope, that was pretty funny. He just has a uh, irritable bowel syndrome. That desperation in his voice, I yeah. thought it was gonna be violence. No, it's just uh, <laughs> intestinal violence. Yes. <laughs> I used to have a joke about how they, 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 because they used to have bathrooms in subways. They used to, but most of the stations don't now. No, it, it's, it's, it, well, it's, it would be gross. Yeah, it's a tough thing though, right? You can't have a bathroom underground. I guess, but some people have to go sometimes and then people end up, yeah, I don't know, that's tough. Homelessness is a tough thing in the city. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Honestly, it's a tough thing all over because it's a tough thing in LA. It's tough thing worse in San Francisco. In LA. Yeah. yeah. It's really bad in LA. I read a thing yesterday, but we'll get to autism eventually, guys. Sorry. Well, I do honestly. The one thing I, I that I I will look for people on the train when they are mentally like when they're homeless. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Are you like my brother? But you just don't have supportive parents." And I'll and if I if they they see it's probably bad. I should probably just give money to everybody. But if they seem mentally disabled. Yeah, I'm back, I give to, them money. I'm back to giving money. So for a couple of years, I did not because I feel like I would recommend a charity and be like, go to the Bowery, go here, they'll give you food. They're... But lately, like the last two days, I gave out money. Because like yesterday, there was some girl, and she was a girl. She had to be like 20, she was, and she was petite. I'm like, this girl's, I don't know. You're, this is not a good place for you to be homeless. Yeah. So I gave her money. Because I'm like, if I get... Not like Cleveland, that's a great place to be homeless. No, but it's like, yeah. I mean, if you're a grown man i feel like it's a better it's easy i mean it's not easy to be homeless no matter what but i feel like you're less like a likely a victim if you look like you than if you weighed half what you weigh yeah totally like a petite girl and no, she's like sure. 20 I, and she doesn't know i was joking i completely yeah understand. yeah and if i give all these people that hit me up one dollar so what am i out eight dollars mm-hmm. i think i counted i was like out like eight bucks i have it mm-hmm. <laughs> not to brag but eight I've got, bucks every day I've, I've got eight up, bucks. it is but i don't get hit up every day that hard and I'll I'm, do like one a week. 
Yeah, if I, I just go with what I feel. I mean, yeah. it sounds corny, but like if I feel it, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it to you. But I did start doing, I don't have any change in the house now. It all goes in my pocket and I'm giving out every day. What am I keeping my change for? My yeah, I don't have to do laundry right now, so there's a thing in my house. So it's a good rule. Yeah, because well, honestly, what do you have? Twenty dollars in change in your house? If you give it out to everybody and then mm-hmm. give me change, you give them a quarter. Because I got, I got a quarter. Okay, it's all going out. Should we do an article? About Let's this? do it. Yeah. All right. These are two articles. That uh, which one do you like first, buddy? Do you like the the, the 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 one from CNN or do you like the symmetry one from Science? Let's do the Andrew Yang one. Okay, so this is interesting for a few reasons. Um, it is sad, in my opinion, that the that autism affects so many of us, so many than so many people that it becomes personal. And so there's a presidential candidate, Andrew Yang, that many of you may have heard of because um, he's at he's the one advocating the universal thousand uh, dollars yeah. a month. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. What is it called? It's like it's it's a universal payments i think or something like that it's called anyway so he it turns out has a son with autism i didn't know that but uh this is so so i'm sure his personal take on autism Mm -hmm. as it's affected him personally Mm -hmm. you know you even if you have a heart of stone if you if you have if it affects you personally it's impossible if you do not see that everybody's not going through the same thing and some people have bigger struggles than others so this is in cnn i don't know if you've heard of it Okay, Des Moines, Iowa. Andrew Yang couldn't wait for his warm-up act to finish. I think I'm going to go up there before that song's over just to rock out a little bit, Yang told us as he bounced up the stairs. Rivers Cuomo the band of the band Weezer was a big draw of the crowd standing in the cold rain, and that was the main attraction. A presidential candidate who has become an unlikely phenomenon. He was dancing and singing on stage, almost became too much for the self-described Yang Gang audience to handle. Wordplay, kind of funny. Yang has also been known for antics like crowd surfing at rallies, but there's been even more hype as usual because his wife, Evelyn, was there to campaign with him for his first time. Okay, now I'm going to scroll forward to the part that we care about. I don't know if he's been a phenomenon. Well, I will say he came out of nowhere yeah. and not a lot of experience. And he's. The, I feel like sometimes as a presidential candidate, you can introduce... If your main goal as a presidential candidate is not to win, but to introduce a subject, like if you were like, I want universal health care, and then you don't win, but the guy who gets it or a woman who gets it introduces universal health care, then you kind of won. I mean, it's true. And so he's advocating this universal payment thing because mm-hmm. robots are going to come take our jobs, which if you're listening to this two years in the future, you'll know the answer. Yep. All right. So here's a paragraph that we care about. Our son made our family better, which is something you said before. Mm-hmm. Presidential candidate discusses family a lot on the campaign trail, especially their seven-year-old son, Christopher, who is autistic. It never occurred to me to not talk about my son. And just to that, we clearly love him dearly. We want to share his story with the world, he said. But for her, it took some convincing, her being his wife, because I'm jumping ahead on a few paragraphs. Mm -hmm. At first, quote, at first I was actually sheepish about having our family in the public at all, said Evelyn Yang. But I do think it's really important to talk about because there's all this stigma around special needs and autism specifically. There really shouldn't be because all of our children have something special to offer and our son has made our family better. She admits that at times it's been hard for their family but feels she's critical, but feels it's critical that she and Yang continue to tell their story. It's easy to feel alone and I think that's what's so important about being public with this. 
is so that people realize that they're not alone and that it's really a lot more in common than you think, she said. Connecting with other families across the country is what pushes them to continue to talk about this. Quote, when we've gone around the country, we've really been touched by how many families and their parents have come to me and said that this is the first time they've heard a family talk about it openly. Well, <laughs> that's the article. What do you think, Graham? I think it's a fluff piece, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is good to have somebody with autism in their life in as a public figure um, advocating, and he's not going to win, but like you said, it's like good that it's good that it's out there. It's, I think that eventually numbers are that somebody's going to get elected to office, may not, may, maybe not necessarily as president, but, uh, you know, it's just... Well, if there's 100 senators... And they all have kids, statistically. Yeah. A couple of them would be autistic. Yeah, so. Pretty straightforward. But I do think it's funny how she says that some people come up to her and go, yeah, I'm surprised to hear you talking about this in public. Sometimes people tell me that after the show, too. I'm like, what are we talking about? It's not nothing to be embarrassed about. It's Yeah, we're like. Anything you did not choose in life, whether it's your height or your your race or your whatever, you mm-hmm. having one arm or whatever, you'd never be embarrassed. That's not something... Mm-hmm. You should be embarrassed about it. That's just luck of the draw, man. Some people have it. Some people don't. It's all good. I love my son. So I feel like anytime people in public talk about mental illness or, or disability or, or autism or anything, I think it's positive. I think it's positive and it makes people feel less alone. I feel that isolation mm-hmm. is one of the biggest problems. Do you ever feel isolated or did you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's worse before, but yeah, for sure. Honestly, this what podcast changed? helps me because oh. I hear from people. Right. So I And I see the numbers of people that are listening to this. It's thousands. So you're like, well, at least a few thousand people know what I'm listening to, yeah. what I'm going through. Right. So and so I helped you. I think if you get anything out of this podcast is that Graham is a saint. Graham yeah. helps me. That's what she does. Yeah. We should name this podcast Graham Helps. Well, maybe she complained last when you come over about the subway <laughs> ride. Giving you a free therapy Part session. of the complaining session is I feel bad that I'm late. And so I'm telling you, here's why I'm late. I'm always late. I don't I get it. It's a long it's a long trip. I'm happy you came. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Killing it out here. You got your little onesie t shirt on. It's good. It's a little short. It's a little small for you. Yep. Don't wear it in public. Okay. <laughs> I'm just getting bigger. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not shrinking. You're a giant man. Mm-hmm. Uh we have another article. Uh do you want to read it? Uh, sure. I'll read it. And, um, Unless you want me to. And I want the listeners, uh, if you have time, to uh, write in uh, and let us know um, how much better I am at reading than he is. Bigger, handsomer, better reader. <laughs> Do not know numbers. <laughs> he doesn't understand numbers. So far, I've given him a really crisp $1 bill, and he gave me a really old $20 bill. So... Uh, we are, uh, but mine is crisp. The, the Lennon and crisp. McCartney of autism. Um, <laughs> I don't get that. Talking reference. about autism. No, you. We fill in each other's gaps. We're both. We're both good in different ways. Oh God! Together we're complete man. No, both together we're making even better force. Uh, anyway, people with autism have more symmetrical brains. Here's what that could mean. Um, you gave me the more. The, this is a harder <laughs> article. This is going to be harder. Uh, I'll read it if you want. Nope. In spite of how they appear, the left and right hemispheres of the human brain tend to be far from perfect reflections of each other. Some neurological disorders can affect the imbalance, causing two halves to appear strikingly alike. 
So far, studies on whether autism is among those conditions have been less than convincing. To get a more definitive answer, researchers analyzed thousands of brays and showed there is slightly more uh, symmetry for those on the spectrum. But what does that really mean, Kirk? <laughs> to get this answer, scientists from the Enhanced Neuroimaging Genetics through Meta-Analysis Consortium, oh God, uh, collected <laughs> decades of brain scans from more than 17,000 individuals diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and more than 1,800 with no diagnoses. Uh, they, uh, the consortium were hardly strangers to analyzing huge banks of data, having recently conducted similar study on ASD brain anatomy involving more than 3,000 subjects. Um, let me just skip ahead. Anyway, so figuring out whether or not they are bigger uh, could help make the disorder easier to diagn diagnose and lead to novel therapies, opening up the way to providing better methods of assistance for those who need it. So researchers have been busy looking for clues on all levels of anatomy, from the genes to the cross-architecture of our squishy bits. Okay, that doesn't seem scientific. Um, there have been plenty of investigations <laughs> into the overall structures of autism-related brains, discovering subtle differences such as the thickness of the cerebral cortex and how areas link together. Some of the differences, for example, appeared in areas containing networks that work harder while we're resting. Just how this might account for some of autism's traits, if at all, is a task for future studies. No doubt, there will be more research on this in the future, having more information on how our brain works as a whole not only helps us better understand how ASD arises, but how behaviors and functions common to all of us might develop. And that is from uh, sciencealert.com, and it's by Mike McRae. People with autism have symmetrical brains. Here's what that could mean. Is the name of the article. So I guess it just means that we're a little closer to figuring it out. I don't understand. It doesn't, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I don't understand exactly how, and obviously they don't either, but it's interesting, like the symmetry of the brain, how that could, for some reason, yeah, we can edit this sentence out. I don't get it, but yeah, I guess they don't either. They're still working on it. It is kind of like, it does feel like sometimes that we're like in the dark ages of this stuff. Like when you look back at history and they're like, oh, you're sick, you should let some blood out. And you're like, now we look at it like, huh? Mm -hmm. You it need like, blood. Yeah. feels like that, where we're just like stabbing at stuff. I mean, I am thankful that we do the, the you know, the, the, the uh, science episodes with Jill and actual, you know, we cover actual science, but sometimes it feels like we're just such at the early stages of autism. People 50 years from now, they look back and go, man, these people knew nothing. And you're not wrong. We knew nothing. <laughs> I hope they don't find this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years from now, whoa, I, yeah. Well, I, well I've been, I'll, I'll be long gone. You might be here. Uh, Graham could be killing it. Still not understanding interest rates. I'll be here. You'll be here for sure. Yeah. For sure. You'll be here too. I'll be long gone. No, you won't. You could live to 100. Oh, sweet release. Ah, I've been my peace with God. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> what do you got this week, bud? Oh, I'll be in Chicago this weekend, everybody. I'll be at the the comedy bar, guys. I'll be at the comedy bar in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, you put me on the spot, dude. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, come out see. I didn't uh, ask about your shows and your life. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know anything. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited to go to Chicago. Lovely town. Always have a great time. Great crowds. I was there at Comedy Bar last year. It was awesome. Come see me again. And uh, I yeah. bought you those tickets because you let me stay at your house. Yeah, Kirk bought me plane really, tickets. It was really nice to let me stay in the house where I put the door on and then you immediately left. <laughs> yeah, you put on a. You, you, I, I, he helped me install a sliding door, and I immediately left and moved to a better apartment. And you like added value to that apartment because you don't understand money, and left. Yes. <laughs> well, sir, you now have a one bedroom. I'm leaving though because of the, the noise. Yeah. Uh, this week I am uh, local. I'm here in New York City. Can't believe I'm back in New York. Man, it's good to be back. Is I it? Greenwich Village. Yeah, it's great. LOL, and the comic strip on Tuesday. Look me up on Instagram. I try to post every day. I've got shows. I think I've got five or six shows this week. That's it, guys. Show a little episode. We love you guys. Uh, send us your messages. Uh, have a great week. You can do it. Mm-hmm.